Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Billy, you know I love cereal. But I've been trying to cut down on my carbs and sugar. And let me tell you, Magic Spoon is the place to go. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. Wow. Build your own box. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberries, cinnamon, cookies and cream, and maple waffle. Go to magicspoon.com slash onion to grab a custom bundle box of cereal and be sure to use our promo code ONION at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash onion and use the code ONION to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Harmonize with me and hold me tight all through the night. You're shining bright. I'm your oyster, baby. You're my pearl. Hello, Mr. Monaghan. Hello, Mr. Boyd. How are you? I'm good. Can I take a little uh, a guzzle of this fizzy pop? Because it's good. Yeah, that'll get you going. Mm. Some people get your name wrong, don't they? They <sighs> find Monaghan hard, a hard thing to say. It's not that hard, is it? No, I'll say it again. Monaghan. Monaghan. I always say to people, it's a silent G. And then the rest of it should just flow. Monaghan. I was actually considering dropping the G. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Gee. Oh, right. What would your dad say? Well, that was the thing. I was going to ask my mom and dad, what do you think if I dropped the G? And they'd be like, well, they, I don't know. But I'd assume they'd be like, well, that's our name. And I, I love, our, I love my, our name. But the fact that it gets confused. I was in Costa Rica for Christmas and some guy came over to me and just said, are you Dominic just kind of yeah, stumbled yeah. across it and I had to be like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's a silent G. Your one, you can't. There's no way to get that wrong, is it? No. Billy Boyd. Yeah. Is there any confusion with your name? Is there? Has there been a uh, Billy Boyinger? With my accent, it, American people sometimes I'm, think I'm saying belly. Belly Boyd. Belly Boyd. Also, as you know, I often get called Mary. Like, yeah. like you know... Mary Jesus's mom. 
yeah. in The Lord of the Rings, Merry and Pippin. Because Merry from Lord of the Rings, Tolkien, Merry, is pronounced exactly the same way as Mary, and as we would say it, yeah. in, in America, it's exactly the same pronunciation. Yeah. Did you know, well, I'm sure you do know, because I think we've talked about it before, but after the whole <clears throat> scouring of the Shire incident that takes place where we successfully stop the Shire from being sacked by Saruman in the books, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mary is uh, given the nickname Mary the Magnificent. Because mm. of just how fantastic he was. And Pippin is Pippin the Prick. Yes. Not it's sure why you got that nickname, but there you go. Nonetheless. Uh, what's been going on this week? I saw you yesterday. Right. Yeah, you did. We went for lunch. I bought it. I know. It's not unusual. You weren't running a temperature yesterday, were you? You didn't have a fever or anything, did you? No, I was all right. Oh, you actually are. Noodles. Noodles. You've always been very generous with that because you probably sit there and think, right, I'm going to pay for my lunch, obviously, and with my wife, Dom's just a little add-on. He's just a yeah. tack-on. But does that not get on your nerves sometimes? No. But remember, we had a friend and somebody told us when oh, yeah. we went for dinner, yeah. they go, okay, we'll divide this. That's one, two three, and he'd get to him and his wife and go, four, Yeah. for both of them, five, six. Yeah. So he thought him and his wife were just one. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, that was good. That went on for years. So we had lunch <laughs> yesterday. I've been scuba diving. That's been fun. Oh, under the water. Mm, I told you I saw probably one of, the, one of the more incredible things I've ever seen in the ocean. I saw like a, a, a super pod of dolphins. And I know there's been like some kind of, other videos on Instagram about it, I don't bring my phone on the boat because I'm always a little bit nervous about the water and the salt and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So I leave it in my car. We were headed to Catalina Island and a few of the crew said, oh, look, there's some dolphins. So, you know, had a look and initially there was 30 or 40 dolphins. And then as far as the eye could see across the whole horizon, in front of me, behind me, to my right, to my left, I was on a boat, so that's starboard port, stern, no, starboard port, starboard aft. Yeah, why not? Poop deck, twenty degrees. What well, uh, you know? North, south, east, west. Yeah. It was just dolphins. Amazing. And I said to the guys, "So is this common?" And they said, first of all, they said, "Yes, it is common, and it's the common dolphin found in all oceans right. of the world." Uh huh. Um, and they ride the the wake of the boat just to get ah, to Catalina yeah. Island with a little less uh, energy spent. But not all of them. Not all of them, but they come in Taking and you'll turns. see like five or six and then they'll spin off after they've picked up some speed. Five or six more come in. Little babies. Maybe it's like um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and they're Which actually read. they're actually aliens. Dolphins are. Yeah. And when, when the earth is getting blown up, they say goodbye and thank you for all the fish. Mm. Maybe they were just coming to say goodbye to you, Dom. You think I'd like Hitchhiker's Guide to I the Galaxy? I think you'd love it. It's really surreal and intelligent. It's brilliant. It's like me, surreal and intelligent. <laughs> exactly. Is it a big, is it a weighty tone? No. No? No, it's an easy read. Okay, maybe I'll get it. Nice. Why don't I get you it? You've been getting me books you for months. Buy me a book. I'll buy you a book. Would you? Not only that. No, I'm not going to promise Oh, you you're going to say something then? I was going to promise something else, but I won't because no, I'll I let don't. you down. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, well, yeah, so, I saw hey, you yesterday. What? It was lovely. Yeah. Um, very, like, it's not that common that your wife comes out for lunch with me. Not that she doesn't yeah. like me. I no. adore she's your wife. She's, she's, she's great, we're, yeah, we're great fans true, of each yeah. other. But I think she sometimes thinks those two want to talk shop and I don't want to get in the way. Mm -hmm. But yesterday, we're, we're, the three of us were sitting there and you said, do you want lunch? And I said, yeah, let's get lunch. And I said to Ali, 
are you coming with us? And she said, no. And then I said, are you hungry? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, why wouldn't you come for lunch? Oh, no. It's the chili. And I said, come on. I think she was hungry. We had a great old laugh, didn't we? Yeah, it was a right laugh. I like a little bit of well-meaning, light-hearted gossip. Just not nasty not stuff. Not nasty. But have you, uh, do you know anything you about that? About this? Did you hear about this? <gasps> nice. Well, me. Yeah. We're not being mean. And we did have a couple of nice um, ketchups in there. I bet when you're in Manchester, you just hang out the window, just talking to all the neighbours. Oh, did oh. you hear about him at number oh, six? Oh, she's not cleaning the steps again. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, well, should we listen to, because we've got a few uh, interesting voicemails. Yeah. Can we see what came up a this week? A little bit of housekeeping, is it, Dom? I guess it's a little bit of housekeeping. Right, come on, give us a voicemail. Why wouldn't you? Oh, emails and real mails. Fast as tigers, slow as snails. Hi, Billy and Dom. My name is Allie, and I'm from Santa Cruz, California. I was calling to let you guys know that I actually work at a hotel and rescue for cats, and I listen to your podcast while I'm at work, and I love it. And while you guys mentioned recently how much you love Persian cats, I was actually looking at four Persian cats because we have four that live in my work. So it was really funny. I also wanted to comment on the fact that Dom mentioned he doesn't like eggs from Stranger's House. And I am the same exact way. I was even worse when I was a kid. I refused to eat eggs or any breakfast item or milk from anybody's house but my own. And I have no idea what the logic behind that is. But anyways, just wanted to let you know, Dom, you are not alone in that. My question for you guys is actually really random, and it's that if an all-knowing being gave you the answer to any of life's unknown mysteries, like maybe an unsolved mystery, what would you like to have the answer to? For me, I would like to know the truth behind what happened at the Dyatlov Pass. And if you don't know about that unsolved mystery, it's very creepy. I highly recommend looking it up but yeah if someone could tell me what happened at the Diot Love Pass I'd be so happy anyways thanks guys I love your podcast so much keep up the good work and thanks again bye <laughs> Ali there's a lot to unpack there's in there there's a lot in there there's a whole show in there Ali <laughs> I liked it but for a moment there I thought Olivia was was like giving us emails from somebody else's show or something yeah no there. no this was because the us, first one's absolutely filthy and then this one saying that we like, um, we like Persian cat, cats. Persian cats. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love cats, but did we did we talk about our I love for Persian cats? I have never spoken about a Persian cat. I once spoke about a Persian rug that I had that mm. I loved. Slightly different. Yeah, yeah. but a cat. Dom, there's cat people and there's dog people, and I have to say I'm a dog person. Oh, I know, I know. I find cat. I, I find it hard to relax in their company. Do you think that at any given point they're going to attack you? Yeah. yeah. I feel like they all think they're tigers mm. and they think that I might be a mule or something mm. at some point. Mm. So I'd, I'd be scared to, like, you know, doze off on the sofa mm. with a cat, mm. but not so much with a dog. Yeah, I think they are a little wilder, aren't they? But gaining the trust of an animal that's a little wilder may potentially be more... Um, I don't know what the word is there. You might enjoy that more. Pleasurable. Pleasurable. Most dogs yeah. tend to adore and love their owners. Yeah. But cats will pick and choose who they adore and love, and that might be well earned. You we know? had a cat once. Did we, you? I lived with my sister mm. when I was very young. Well, not very young, but, you know, early 20s or something. Mm. And she brought a cat home. Stray. Uh, yeah. Ooh, that's a bad start. <laughs> 
I think it was the first day it was there. I was asleep and I, I just opened my eyes though. I just opened my eyes and it, he was standing on my chest. And as soon as my eyes opened, he gave me a right hook. Wow. With his nails. Ka-chum! Wow. Just like, you know what? I can do that anytime I want. Yeah. Feared them after that. Did it did it stick around, or did you say to Margaret, it's either me or the cat? No, he stuck around for a while. He was all right, but he'd, he'd go crazy sometimes and like run around the wall, <laughs> like gravity didn't work for mm -hmm. this cat. Mm -hmm. And you see them sitting in corners and looking at stuff, you know, just staring at a blank wall and kind of going, "What's that? What is that? What is that? What is it?" Um, we don't know. We don't know what that is. They see, see some sort of strange energy that we don't see. You know, they have another sense, a sixth. Sense. Sixth sense. There's a great sketch that Eddie Izzard does about cats in which she says, you know, you, you, you pour out food for a dog and they're like, oh, this is fantastic, this is fantastic. And they eat all the food. They're like, oh, you're amazing, you're amazing. And you pour out the food for the cat and the cat goes over to the bowl, looks at the bowl, looks at you and says, oh, I'm going out. And just walks out <laughs> the cat flap. Yeah, they are, they are a, uh, a strange animal. But that's not all that Ali said. She also uh, has a little bit of a thing for other people's eggs. And I hear what she's saying about other people's milk. I would be like that too. Other is people's it, milk? Other people's milk. But is it's it, in a jug. Is it because there's a, a strong possibility that, it, that those things could spoil, that the dairy ah. industry spoils? Do you know what I mean? It's not like a tin of beans that is going to sit on uh -huh. a cupboard and be fine. Okay. Spoiled milk that your grandma used to drink, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. And spoiled eggs. Okay. It might be that. Yeah, you don't want a bad egg. Now, the Ditalov, Di Dyatlov, Dyatlov pass incident. We've got some now, blurb is, about so this. So this is Ali saying, if somebody came down who knew everything and could explain one thing to you, what would it be? And Ali would like this thing explained. I'll read a little back backstory of this. The Dyatlov Pass incident was an event in which nine Russian hikers died in the northern Ural Mountains between 1st of February and 2nd of February 1959 in uncertain circumstances. After the group's bodies were discovered, an investigation by Soviet authorities determined that six had died from hypothermia, while the other three had been killed by physical trauma. One victim had major skull damage, two had severe chest trauma, and another had a small crack in the skull. Four of the bodies were found lying in running water in a creek, and three of these had soft tissue damage of the head and face. Two of the bodies were missing their eyes. One was missing its tongue. One was missing its eyebrows. Come on. The investigation concluded that a compelling natural force had caused the deaths. Numerous theories have been put forward to account for the unexplained deaths, including animal attacks, hypothermia, avalanche, catabatic winds. What? Infrasound-induced infra, infra panic? What is that? Military involvement. Hey. On it, or some combination of these. Wow. That is a very specific thing that you want to be solved. Why, why was Ali so... Why, would it, why did, did it she, take their eyebrows? She, That's my question. What would ever take your eyebrows? Yeah. Um, Compelling natural force. Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? I don't know. Infrasound-induced panic. Does that mean a very, very loud noise went off? And they all went, and died. Sometimes I will give my wife infrasound-induced panic mm -hmm. at night when she's dozing off. Yeah. I'll just let one go. 
Oh, wow. wow. And and she, she'll say, I gave me a fright. And you say, I'm sorry that I caused you minor infrasound-induced panic there, Ali. Um, <laughs> Wow. Well, yeah, we don't. I guess we won't ever know the story to that. But if so, well, we may, we may, Dom. Maybe don't someone say out we there never knows. Will. If someone would, an all-knowing being, could come down to solve a mystery for yeah. me, I would ask: Is there any particular point to existence? That's a big. That's a, well. So she you, said anything. Yeah. So you'd ask, what? Why is the life? Yeah. Something? And I would expect they'd kind of say it's just a random uh, series of events that caused cells to form together and and here we are now that's what i would assume they'd say don't overthink it but i'd like to know and then these cells that came together and became life then don't want to die yeah of course but why did they want to what not die Uh uh-huh well because if you're dead there's nothing but the cells will still exist would they though i mean cells die surely no well yeah well, energy doesn't. Right, but cells do. <laughs> but the the things that make up the cells don't. What, the electricity? No, the, the, the quarks. Uh, the quarks and the atoms and stuff. So here, that's what I would ask. Well, that's Mo- very even, specific. Even more than life, why is there anything? Right. Good. I think we asked Brian Green that. But he, was, he wasn't 100% sure. I don't think anyone is. If there's anyone out there that has a specific burning question that you want to try and get answered, and maybe Billy and I could answer it. Yeah, but if, if anyone has the answers to life, the universe, and everything, you or can the, give us that. Or the Dyatlov Pass incident. Or the Dyatlov Pass. Thanks, Ali. Thanks for that your... That was a good uh, one. I liked it, Ali. I don't, and also, Ali, if you could get in touch and let us know when we said that we like Persian cats, yeah, that would be good to know. Need to supercharge your hiring plan? You need a super hiring partner. That's Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description. And you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. Mm, One of the things that I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring in one place so easy. That's right, Tom. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed helps star applicants to shine with over 135 assessment tests from cooking to coding. Indeed helps you see your top talent's abilities faster with 135 assessment tests. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash onion. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to indeed.com slash onion to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash onion. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spring is so close you can almost feel it. 
So it's the perfect time to get outside and move, whatever your speed. Allbirds just released the new Tree Dasher 2, the next generation of their best-selling, insanely comfortable running shoe made from a mix of natural materials that's better for you and better for the planet. Mm -hmm. These are the Tree Dasher 2 that I'm wearing today. And they're dashing. They are so comfy. You said earlier on when I was wearing them, you said, oh, are they all birds because they're fantastic? I said, yeah, these are my new pairs of uh, Tree Dasher 2. I love them. So comfy. They're like slippers. The next evolution of Allbirds' best-selling running shoe adds comfort to every run with lighter, more responsive foam, extra grip, and improved fit to keep you running and nature winning. I really like the heel in these ones. Mm, the yes, new, the yes, two. A supportive heel, a sportier, angular heel shape that softens impact, improve heel collar locks around the ankles in oh, place, yes. and new reflective detail increases visibility for safer runs, you see. Spring forward with the Allbirds Tree Dasher 2 running shoe. Discover your perfect pair at allbirds.com today. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Is there another voicemail? That's it for the voicemails. That's enough voicemails. We do have some emails, though. Oh, emails and oh, snail mails. Snails, mails, and mails, snails. Maybe we don't. We have a riddle. Do we? We've got a riddle from Hannah. Should we read that? Oh, I love riddles. Do, do yeah. Well, I read all this massive Dyatlov Pass incident, so can you read the riddle, please? Right, where is it, Dom? It's at the bottom of page one. Right, here we go. Here's a riddle. Right. Right, this is from Hannah from BC, Canada. What's BC? British Columbia. Lovely. Well done, Dom. Tremendous mm -hmm. noise. Thanks, man. Hello, Billy and Dom. Hello. I am so excited to finally be caught up in all the episodes. Well done. Everyone should catch up in all the episodes if you haven't seen them. Yeah, true. And you can... Wait a minute. I'll give you this riddle that a friend of mine gave me years ago, and it stumped me for a good while. A windowless room contains three identical light fixtures, each containing an identical light bulb. Each light is connected to one of three switches outside the room. Each bulb is switched off at present. You are outside the room and the door is closed. Before opening the door, you may play around with the light switches as many times as you like, but once you've opened the door, you can no longer touch a switch. After this, you go into the room and examine the lights. How can you tell which switch goes with which light? Wow, that is a tough one. Oh, uh, I, I thought I got it straight away there. What did you think it was? Well, I forgot the first line. I didn't listen to it myself. A oh, windowless room. Windowless, so you can't see in. Yeah, so you, is that saying that we definitely can't see in? I think that's what they're saying, you can't see in. Okay. There's three light switches on the outside that link to three lights on the inside. They're identical light bulbs. And identical switches. Well, that won't right. really matter. So it's not as if one's red and one's blue, right? How can you tell which switch goes to which light? Right. Each, well, it tells us here, though, each bulb is switched off at present. Why would it tell us that? Yeah, that's important. There's something there, Dom. You are outside the room and the door is closed. Before opening the door, you can play around with the switch as many times as you like, but once you've opened the door, you can no longer touch a switch. After this, you go in the room, examine the lights. How can you tell which switch goes to which light? 
And I'm assuming you can't see a crack under the door that shows a sure, little yeah. bit of light, right? That's what the that's what they're saying here. Or could it be as simple as the wires are just outside and you can see which one goes to which light? Is that a riddle or is that just is that just shine? Is that just like I can see the the lead going from the thing? Who's got the answer to this? Have you got the answer Olivia to this? Olivia must have it. Maybe no, Amanda's Olivia, got it. Amanda, have you we got do the not... answer to this? Don't tell us don't yet, tell Amanda, us Amanda. But just let us know if we're on the right thing here. I think you're right, Bills. Do I you think it's just got a lead going. No, no, I don't think that part's uh, right. I think you're right in terms of one of the important things being each bulb is switched off. Mm -hmm. And it's something about if you switch on a certain combination of lights. Like, is there a mathematical equation with a triangle? Oh, wait, yeah. So if you switch one on, on, then you know that that one's on. And that links to that switch, which means that, no, it would, must be yeah. two. If you switch two, two on, of them on, then you know both those switches go to two, which means the one that's off goes to the light switch that's off. No, but how do you know which one of the ons goes to which light? You asshole. <laughs> We were close, though. We're getting closer. Well, look at Amanda. She's reading the answer and she's sweating. She's, she's sweating, absolutely folks. sweating. She's sweating. She's like, one light But I think so that is something there, to it. Yeah, you've got something, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> so if one's on... If one's on, we know it's know that the one. one. The other two we... are off. Now, what if you... Oh, man, that is tough, isn't it? So there's only two things. What if you put them all on? If you put them all on, you know they're all working. <laughs> which ones are which? Oh, if you, you keep do them it as all much off, as you want, all off. All off doesn't work because that's not answered any question, right? All yeah. on doesn't work because that's not answered any question. Right. One, one on means... gives you one of them. Now, what if Two you... on gives you one of them. What if you turn what? Can you go back out? No. After you go into the room and examine the light, after this you go into the room and examine the light. How can you Once which... you're in, you're in. You, you turn one on, you know it's Each that one. bulb is switched off at present. Okay. What if... Oh, that's tough. Amanda, any joy? She's still looking. Yeah, so... What? Wait a minute. Jo what? It's always John's fault. Johnny, quote, you bastard. <laughs> Johnny, you bastard. Well, like, like you said, Bills, the only combinations are all on, Right. All off. Okay. One on, two on. That's now, the only, wait a all three. Minute. Yeah, that's the only combination, right? What if the lights, even if they're all off, they're not all down? Well, they're on dimmers. No, no, it's a switch. But what if one of them's up? Right? Hold on. So you know. Wait a minute. You're onto something here. So, you so know, if, if the one... third one's up, the other two are down. Yeah. And that's the way you see them. And the woman outside, the organizer says, all the bulbs are off. So, you know, one of them up is off and two of them down is off. <gasps> We're yeah. getting somewhere. Yeah, but did, did, do we, did they stipulate that all the... Yeah, they're all off. But, but it doesn't say they're the all off or down. But one of the off switches is in the on position. Uh -huh. uh, well, what you would think is on. What, what would you say is off? Up or I down? Would, I would say off is down, wouldn't okay, you? Okay, so say they're all down, right? Mm. They're not, though. One's up. One's up. The middle one's up. Right. And she says they're all off in there. But one is, one's off position is on. Uh-huh. So the, hold on. The other two what off difference? positions is off. Mm -hmm. So you turn the off one on. So you put that one down. 
and one of the lights go on. This is brilliant. This is you're genius. So now they're all lights. I think that's it. It's hard to explain. But, but how does the on. math... Here comes Amanda. How does the math of that work, though? Don't ask me about numbers. Yeah, I, yeah, I give think us we a want hint a clue, if you can Amanda. Incandescent. Incandescent. Now that... What does that mean, it's Amanda? It's a type of... Yeah, it's... A, does it, do they, Amanda, you said that like you knew what it meant and now you've went back to the computer. Incandescent. incandescent is that an energy saving vibe incandescent oh heat is it heat heat so the bulb is hot hot you turn two on hot we've done it what is it you turn let's say one, one on, on and it gets hot you leave it for a couple of minutes you turn it off again then you turn it off then again then you turn one on totally on then you go in you say the one that's on it's connected to that the, the one, one that's cold has never been on, and the other one is the it, one that's it, warm, but it's off. Yeah, is that right? We've done it! Oh, oh my God! God! William, that was brilliant. Brilliant. That now, was a good, it's incandescent inca bulb. I was, I think you can describe yourself as incandescent. Is that right? I've got an incandescent bulb in my toilet, and I accidentally switch it on sometimes when it's already hot, and then I come out the shower and I'm sweating. Oh, really? Yeah. It actually gives off that much heat. Pardon me. Really? Yeah. And it's only a light bulb in the ceiling. Yep. That's, you're spending too much time in the bath. Amanda, fantastic. Thanks for that clue. Thank you, Amanda. That was well that done. Was we love the riddles. Please send more. Now Olivia, you have no help whatsoever. <laughs> Dom, we deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something that you take every day. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms that your body can actually use. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what you won't find in them. Sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, and artificial colorants. Plus, the fresh taste and delayed-release capsule design makes taking your vitamins easy-peasy. Exactly. Fresh taste, Tom. Mm. I looked them up and I like the look of it. I like the design, how it all looks. And it's got a minty flavour. Yeah, you said Mint. that. I mean, I think they're much easier to take and they work brilliantly. Lovely. A multivitamin should contain key nutrients in forms your body can actually use to help fill gaps in the diet. No shady extras. Ritual's delayed release capsule design delivers high quality nutrients, including vitamin D3, in just two daily capsules. Yeah. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash onion to start your ritual today. Billy, being healthy is not just about having a good diet or exercising, research increasingly shows that a healthy gut microbiome is crucial to a healthy life. Now, Pendulum Therapeutics is the first and only biotech company to isolate an important beneficial bacterial strain and put that strain into a convenient new probiotic-rich capsule that is formulated to help type 2 diabetes and nurture your body's microbiome. That's right, Dom. Pendulum glucose control can help people manage their type 2 diabetes naturally. The best approach emphasizes diet, exercise, and a healthy gut microbiome. Mm -hmm. Pendulum glucose control is designed to lower A1C and after-meal blood glucose levels 
to help you manage your type 2 diabetes. Pendulum's team of scientists, doctors, and innovators isolated the unique strains of the beneficial gut bacteria that help people with type 2 diabetes manage their blood sugar levels. Pendulum Glucose Control is the first and only medical probiotic clinically shown to help manage type 2 diabetes when taken with medication. If you or someone you love has type 2 diabetes, take control of your glucose level with Pendulum Glucose Control. Use code ONION at PendulumLife.com to get 20% off your first month of membership. That's P-E-N-D-U-L-U-M-L-I-F-E.com. Promo code ONION for 20% off your first month of membership. We've got one more here, which we'll get to. What is it, John? It's from Louise and Reese in Scarborough. Oh, Scarborough. That's by the seaside, isn't it? Is, that's where people go for vacations, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, ice creams and stuff like that. Louise and Reese. So uh, Louise said, myself and my fiance, Reese, love, re- love listening to the French Bunyan podcast. Thank you. We listen to you both with our morning coffee and watch every night with our evening meal. Every night. Brilliant. Wow, they must, they must break up our podcast into pieces. My question is, if Merry and Pippin had powers, what would they be and how would they utilize them in The Lord of the Rings? Also, Billy and Dom, if you're a mythological creature, what would you be and why? Merry and Pippin had powers. What would they be and how would they utilize them in Lord of the Rings? I'm giving you quick answers here, Dom. Go! Bullet time. Pippin would definitely have invisibility. because And, and Frodo had that, but he didn't use it well. Well, also it came at a cost, didn't it? It did come at a cost. Because he disappeared, but then all the, the Nazgul's come in. It's no good. Mm-hmm. But if you could just be invisible, I think Pippin would love that. He could go into people's cupboards and and steal a couple of apples, mm. and and then if things were going bad, they would just go invisible and disappear for a little bit. You know, mm. if Gandalf's giving him a hard time, mm. invisibility, Pippin, that would be the that would be the superpower for him in Middle Earth. And if I could be any mythical animal, I would be. Uh, would you call that horse with the thing? Unicorn? Yeah, I'd be a unicorn. Really? Yeah. You'd have a lot of women wanting to ride you. <laughs> You're used to that. Is that a flashback to your 20s? <laughs> really? The unicorn, the unicorn is the animal of uh, Scotland, you know. Is that the national animal of Scotland? Yeah. How a weird is that? mythological animal. Well, yeah. that would ours be the dragon, maybe? England. You- no. Oh, that's mythological as well. I think ours might be a lion, right? Which oh, is yeah, weird because we're lo- from, yeah. a- that's from Africa. Well, you guys took over Africa for you a while, did. didn't you? A shame, you know what I mean? Shame. Uh, great. Get, yeah, maybe countries could stop doing that soon. Yeah. Um, okay, well, if I could be a mythological yeah. creature, what would I be in? Well, probably a dragon. Oh. There's a lot going on there. Breathe fire, massive, very strong, fly. All that kind of stuff. Would you collect gold and put it in your cave or not bother to? Yeah, no, I'd definitely do that. And I'd be a good dragon. I'd help people out. You could hire me out to, like, help people, you know? Well, like, for parties and things. Parties. uh, You know, I could do, like, little dances and stuff. Or maybe they say... um, Bonfire night. Yeah, could you light this fire for us? Yeah. Or... What's your name? um, Gorbash. Gorbash the dragon. Gorbash the dragon, lighting lots of fires. Look at him flying, cause he fly any higher. <laughs> and then if Mary had a pet. Now, this is a question that we oh. get asked all the time in yeah. real life. Okay. If you could have uh, a superpower, what would it be? Yeah. And that thing, all oh, three wishes. 
You know when someone says you could have three wishes, but you can't say yeah. one of them is an infinite amount of wishes. Mm -hmm. I've got the greatest answer to this, and it does not bend the rules at all. And when I answer it, some people go, oh, that's not quite right, is it? But I've not bent the rules. Right. It's only one wish. You want to hear it? Yeah. So this would be my superpower and also my one wish. Right. Turn into anything. Oh, that's good. Now, that is an infinite amount of wishes, but it's built into one wish. Because if I could turn into anything, mm -hmm. it goes on and on and on. And if I'm merry, obviously I can be invisible. I could turn into a bird and fly. I could turn into a piece of dust. You wouldn't see me. I could turn into a dragon and fight people. I could, Gorbash. I could turn into Gorbash, yeah. I could turn into Gandalf. And if I had three wishes, I would mm -hmm. definitely have one of them be the fact that I can turn into anything. And I've had these long debates with people where they go, that's kind of cheating. No, it's not. It's one wish, my ability to turn into anything. So could you turn into a rich guy and have money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is anything. That's it? good. That's yeah. good, Dom. Remember when you had a superpower? Did I? Oh, X-Men, yeah. That was me being you. Yeah. The sure. ability to control electricity. That was good that I could fly helicopters with my mind. That's good. Um, but he came a cropper, that guy. It's yeah, a shame because I could have I could have seen him um, you do a sequel. Yeah, that would have been good. You could have had your own movie. Mm. Well, I think that's it for the questions. Yeah, it was good that, Dom. We might be getting on to my favourite part of the show, which is eating the world. Is there anything else that we need to address before we do that? Yeah. Oh, if you've got, uh, if you want to send us any emails, you do it like this: the Friendship Onion at castmedia.com. Yeah, remember we've got a Spotify playlist for all the um, songs that we listen to when it's Billy and Dom eat the world. You can leave comments or questions or concerns where you get your podcast and on our YouTube channel, which is the Friendship Onion at youtube.com. No, it's not even YouTube.com. It's just the Friendship Onion when you go on YouTube. Yeah, just go on YouTube and it's the Friendship Onion. And also, if you want to be sexy or cool, you can wear our merchandise, which you can get at thefriendshiponionpodcast.com. Yeah, and also, if you rate, review, and subscribe to us, then we can continue to make podcasts and the better the amount of uh, stars we get, the further we climb up in the charts. <laughs> and we're nominated for an Ambi. Oh, hey! Which is a podcast award. We're in best entertainment category. We better win it, Dom. Unfortunately, you guys can't vote for us, but we'll let you know if we win. And if we don't win, we won't let you know. So there you are. Hey, should we eat the world? Let's eat the world. Billy and Dom eat the world. You join us once again in the no expenses spared Billy and Dom eat the world studio for another fantastic episode of Billy and Dom eat the world. Yes, here we are, Dom. How are you? Very good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And today, we are working with a snack called Dunkaroos. Billy, hey, tell us about Dunkaroos. Well, this was sent to us by Caleb. Did you pronounce that Caleb? I think Caleb. Caleb, sorry. Yeah, it's a, it's a biblical that name. That is a biblical it? name. Caleb. Caleb Whittington. And uh, we don't have a location, I'm afraid, but Caleb Whittington. He's a rolling stone. And uh, when uh, John, Johnny Clues saw this, he says, we have to do this. This is a big part of my childhood. And then when Amanda came in today, she said exactly the same thing. Right, this I've was... I've never heard of them. Though. I've never heard of them either. Supposedly, this was they were kind of big in the 90s, like us. Like us. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Now, not really that relevant. Like us. Like us. Made by Betty Crocker, who are famous in the United States for quite a lot of baked goods. Mm. And this is, they describe them as a vanilla cookie 
with the chocolate with a chocolate frosting. Uh, When's your best buy date? My best buy date, 15th of June, 2022, 17 minutes past nine. To the minute. Wow. To the minute. Where's yours? Yeah, mine's the same. Except... No, yours is 18 minutes past nine. Oh, this so was we the should next have, one minute. We, we should have these first. Right there. That's crazy that it's to the minute. Here, I'll, right, while so you open it, I'll Don Carew's, I'll tell you what it says on the thing first. Vanilla cookies and chocolate frosting. Yeah, I just said that. You don't listen to me, do you? What? <laughs> we won't go into what's in them yet No Because I don't like the look of that list But go on John Well it says here Don Cruz is a snack That consists of cookies That are dunked into frosting And then eaten Don Cruz packaging Contains everything needed To eat the snack Including a pouch For the frosting That is included with it I had said to you When we started this These are quite similar To a savoury snack In Britain Called Dairy Lee Donkers Dairy in, Lee Donkers Which includes Dairy Lee Which is a kind of Cheese, uh, cheese but, uh, not liquid cheese, but uh, soft cheese, would you say? Yeah, I would say a soft cheese. Uh, with kind of uh, tube-shaped crackers. I was struggling there for words. Which that you, was my first band. Which, what? Tube-shaped tube -shaped crackers. crackers. Brilliant. Um, well, let's open them and have a look. I'm going to give them a smell. I'm going to get my olfactory organs going here. Dunkaroo cookies are in the shape of kangaroos and basketballs yeah, that you balls. subsequently Ooh. dunk into the frosting. Thus the name Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos. Uh, Amanda, our um, temporary producer for the day, said mm -hmm. that if you brought these into school in the 90s, all the kids would be like, whoa, look at you with your Dunkaroos. Yeah, come on, will you swap me? Kiss I've one. got a tuna sandwich. Yeah, I've got balls in this one. Have you got balls too? Yeah, have you got any kangaroos? No, we're not I seeing the kangaroos. I thought it came in kangaroos and basketballs. Mm -hmm. um, let's have another little read of some stuff here. Right, go on, Tom. Oh, well, but they're quite hard. They're quite tough, then. says, Dunkaroos market visibility and popularity has faded somewhat over the years, with its golden age being in the early 90s or so. Released in 1988, Don Cruz aired its first commercial in 1993, the marketing of an energetic mascot named Sidney the Kangaroo, bouncing around happily in front of kids, promoting its product. Don Cruz was a popular tactic with snack brands and was effective. In recent years, Don Cruz has been in somewhat decline. Oh. Despite its high nostalgia factor, the mm -hmm. product has become increasingly hard to find in stores since the early 2000s. So it's a little bit of like a cool niche snack. Yeah, you, know? you can't you can just go into a store now and buy them quite hard. In fact, uh, Amanda says that you get them in stores like, uh, what's that called? Urban Outfitters. Urban Outfitters, yeah. things like that. A little bit like, remember, remember Push Pops back yeah. in the day? Yeah. So you don't really see Push Pops anymore, but if you were to see one now, you think, oh, I'll get one of them and be all retro cool, you know? They've, all, they've had fun um, slogans over the years. That's one of the things they're known for. One slogan that reappeared often in commercials was, how do you do you Dunkaroo? How do you do you Dunkaroo? Yeah, another one was, you don't just eat your Dunkaroos. And then a slightly uh -huh. unfortunate one here was Make America Dunk Again. That was General Mills that brought mm, that out to try mm. and pr promote the Smuggaroos website. Well, there's a Dunkaroo song here. Should we try and sing it? In 1993, uh, Dunkaroos released a song during one of its commercials that went... Let's do it line for line, okay, like a zapper. Go on, I'll follow you. Go on. Oh, My go. name is Sydney. I'm an awesome hunk. An awesome hunk? I'll start again. Yeah. My name is Sydney. I'm an awesome hunk. Got a wacky snack. You don't just eat, you dunk. Cookies on the one side. Frosties on the other. The creamy taste will drive you wild. Let's have another. 
Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos. You don't just eat Dunkaroo. Frosting light. Chocolate. Vanilla. Yummy cookies too. Tastes so good with a glass of moo. Dunkaroos. Dunkaroos. You don't you just, just eat your Dunkaroos. Right, well, should we try one? Yeah, we could not? have been rappers. We'd have been good. Cheers. You know Duncan. It's oh, well. the whole thing of it. All right, fair enough. Look at that. Mine looks like alfalfa. Not bad, not bad. I mean, it's like Amanda had said, it's totally right. It's not chocolate, it's chocolate frosting on a cake, isn't it? It tastes like chemicals to you. I don't, I don't think I like it. No? I'll do another one, though. I would have liked my chocolate frosting to be a little bit more that relatively iconic hazelnut chocolate frosting that you find in Europe, which I won't mention because they don't sponsor us. Um, do you know the one I mean? Nutella. Oh, you've said it. Have I? They need to give us cash for that. I put that in pancakes this morning. I love Nutella. I'll make you Nutella pancakes the next time you stay over. It's not good for you. It doesn't matter. Just one. Doesn't it? It's, it and they're totally fresh, Dom, the way I make them. It's, it's Jack's favourite breakfast, probably. So it's just simply co um, pancakes and Nutella. I make it's a crepe. I make the I make it from scratch, and then uh, I make them super thin. Oh, put some I like Nutella in there, pancakes, then. and then I fold it up like a crepe, and then I put uh, put uh, powdered sugar on top. That's very sugary, isn't it? Right, let's get back to the Dunkaroos. I I I do have a hard time with eating food that immediately tastes of chemicals to me. And this is quite chemical isn't it? And is it mainly the 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 dunk or the dunkaroo? Let me just try a cracker without. The crackers are not bad, actually. The cracker's all right, Dom. Yeah, I think it's the chocolate filling, isn't it? I'm going to try just the chocolate now, right? See if we were in nine and a half weeks and make you lick that off my finger. Oh, I'd love that. Would you? Mm. you got to lick it all off. That looks like you've had an accident. <laughs> what kind of accident? Not a good one. Hey, there was a story of... Uh, I was chatting to the guys on the boat who went scuba diving this week, and they said uh, someone had accidentally, let's just say, soiled themselves in their wetsuit. So they came out of the ocean, and a couple of the crew were like, that's a bit of a weird smell around here. And they went over to this guy who they thought was struggling because he'd swallowed a lot of seawater. And one of the guys said, just pull the bottom of your wetsuit where, you, where your ankles are, just to the side, just to drain out a bit of water. And he drained out water, but it was, it was rusty water. And they said, I think you've had an accident. And the guy said, no, no, I've not had an accident. He was embarrassed. And they're hosing down the boat. And the guy said, look, it's no problem. Just jump in the water and take your wetsuit off, yeah. wetsuit off in the sea. And it'll just not all go. It happens, not a big deal. But the guy kind of denied that it was happening. So they got him to jump in the sea. Mm -hmm. And then they asked one of the uh, dive instructors to just go over and just kind of get as much seawater in there as possible. And they said the ocean was was brown with feces. And they'd asked the guys to uh, put the snorkels in their mouth and not not accidentally drink from the surface of the water. Because which that's, is that, that makes you poo, doesn't it? It's full of... Uh, Fecal matter. Anyway, we shouldn't be talking about fecal matter when we're eating a chocolatey. Well, just to finish, dip. I'll yeah. give you a very quick story that uh, I, uh, from a friend of mine at school, primary school, yeah. called Donald. I said I'd never tell this story, but I'm well, going you've to tell named you. him as well. Yeah, Donald. And we Sorry, were walking, Donald. we were walking back from lunch one day from my grand's house, 
and he he stopped during the walk and he went like that with his trouser leg, his pant leg, went like that, and a little poo fell out. How long have you been keeping that in there? And I, I just looked at it and I, and I looked at Donald and Donald just said, don't tell anyone. When you say a, <laughs> when you say a little poo, mm. what do you think had happened? Do you think he just thought, I'll but, just do it, I'll just let one go here and it was a, a solid... It looked as if he's maybe been constipated and then he, he got some movement and it, it was quite a hip. It made a thud. I'll tell you my... Well, I've, I've actually got two stories, but I won't tell the big one because you know the big one. I'll tell you a small one. When I was a little kid, I remember being at the zoo and thinking, I don't want to go to the toilet because there's orangutans and gorillas and cheetahs to see. So I just thought, I'll just, I'll just go to the toilet in my trousers and I'll just hang on to it. And then I remember my mum coming over to me a few times and saying, do you need to go to the toilet? And I was like, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. She said, come on, you need to go to the toilet. I said, no, I'm fine. And I eventually went to the toilet and disposed of um, what I'd been carrying around. And I distinctly remember it had like a handprint in it. What do you mean you went and then you held on? I held, so I did a, I did a, 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 poo. a poo. And then I, I just held on to it thinking. Oh, I you held on? I held on to it thinking, I don't want to embarrass myself. I've already embarrassed myself. I don't want to embarrass myself here and have it fall out the bottom of my trousers, so I'll just hold it. And then when I disposed of it into the toilet bowl, I remember looking down and thinking, I can see the imprint of my, of my hand in that jobby. So that's embarrassing. So probably if the police had came there with a dusting tool, they could have probably known that it was you that was holding on. Yeah, that job. my fingerprints in it. And there's another um, awful uh, story of defecation at work involving me, but I said that I wouldn't... Um, tell the story until we reached uh, a certain amount of uh, followers or subscribers. Should we say? 200,000 200,000. Okay, let's do that. Well. Hey. I, I can't believe. What, see, if you came to school with a Dunkaroo, I wouldn't swap you anything for it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't swap you an old cheesy sandwich. I'd rather have a Dairyly Dunker. I would rather have main, pretty much anything than a Dunkaroo. Yeah, they're not, it's not great, is it? Um, Says here, Don Cruz has come in many different flavors of cookies and frosting over the year. More recently, in 2008, when Don Cruz released hazelnut flavored variety. There you go. Very much like our, our other chocolate flavored um, thing. Nutella. Yeah, you've said it again. <laughs> other flavors include chocolate cookies, vanilla cookies, cinnamon graham yeah. cookies, you wouldn't like that, with various flavors of frosting such as chocolate or vanilla with rainbow sprinkles. The amount of sugar in this thing. Should we give it some scores? Yeah, come on, Dom. First and foremost. Flavour. Flavour. Are we splitting it into two or are we combining it? Combining as... it. Okay. It's just one thing. A Dunkaroo is one thing. Because I agree. I think the, the cracker, the biscuit is all right, but the yeah. chocolate thing. But as a whole thing, mm. I'm sorry, Tom, I can, I can really only... I can really only give it a three. Yeah, I've not liked it either. I'll give it a four. Yeah, there's no reason to use it. How do you think it looks, Tom? It looks all right, actually. I like the the, the look of the, the cookie. is quite nice. It's like a tiny miniature rusk that you would give to a tiny little baby. Right, that's, yeah. That's quite inviting. It's got a D on it, which is like my name, Dom. Oh, yeah. In case you've forgotten. Dom. Um, where's the kangaroos? Yeah, open one that's got a kangaroo on it. I don't think it will have, because all the picture is the little um, basketball. Yeah, well, we get this blurb from Johnny Clues, don't we? And sometimes he just <laughs> talks out of his posterior. <laughs> No, nah, there's no kangaroos in that one either. The actual cookie's all right. The cookie's all right. And ah. then the and then the, the chocolate is not 
It's a little dark for me for chocolate. I want my chocolate a little bit more of a milky variety. Okay. It, it looks more like Marmite, that to me. Right. Or yeah. treacle. So in terms of the aesthetic, I'm going to give it a four again. Yeah. Well, I like things that come in a little pack and you do things. I, I like being, I like having jobs to Finger do. food. But again, yeah, it's not great looking. I'll give it a five. Five. And then usefulness. Usefulness. Now, would you would you take these cookies, break them down, put it to the topping of a pie that you've made? Yeah. Oh, I you think, would do that. I think that. you could do that with a cake. Would you do anything with this? A chocolate thing. I mean, you, you could have that be the the middle part of the cake's not good, is it? It tastes like it's chemical. It's not a good flavour, though. I always think in terms of usefulness, can you take this to the... Um, to a football game and pass it out to the team. You absolutely could. Everyone gets a little... I don't know what the coach would say. Dunkaroo. Um, you can take it on a trip. You know, it's, it, is, it is literally it's made literally, to travel yeah. around with. Um, I like the cookie. Yeah, the cookie's quite nice. I mean, in terms of usefulness, I think it is quite useful, but not incredibly useful. I'm going to give it a solid seven. Uh, Dom, useful. Uh, what would I ever do with it now? Three. I'll tell you something slightly concerning here that it says on the box. Yeah. Contains bioengineered food ingredients. I've never read that on food before. I've never read that either, Doc. That's what? crazy. So this was made by... Robots, is that right? Yeah, food that isn't food. It's made in space, is that the idea? It's bioengineered food ingredients. Also... Learn more. You can learn more by going on to that website there. Right. Well, there's some concerns here. That we'd love to speak to a nutritionist, by the way. So if a, if a nutritionist wants to come on our show and tell us what we should be eating, what we shouldn't be eating, how we should eat, when we should eat, we'd love that, wouldn't yeah, we? Yeah, we'd love that. Because I used to be friends with a, a fantastic lady uh, called Amber, who was a nutritionist. And I asked her one time, is there anything that you wouldn't eat? And she said, I would never eat hydrogenated fat, and we call it in Britain, aspartamine, which is mm -hmm. included in all diet fizzy pop. Mm. And since then, I've tried to avoid it. But this contains monoglycerides, and that concerns me. What is that? I don't know, but just the name of monoglyceride, that seems... It also has a small amount of polysorbate 60. Now, I'd eat the 50 and the 40, but Yeah, the but not 60. the 60. Anything else concerning you there? Sodium acid... Phymophosphate. Yeah. Monocalcium phosphate. Freshness preserved by potassium sorbate. sorbate. What does that mean? Thiamine monohydrate. What's that? So there's a few things in here that I'm a bit I'm a bit concerned of. But if there's a nutritionist out there that would like to talk us through what you should and shouldn't be eating and how you should and shouldn't be eating things, please get in touch with us. At the Friendship Onion, all the regular places. That's it for Billy and Dom Eat the World. I'm not a huge fan of Dunkaroos, Dom. Me either. We're back. Hey, hey. We're almost done. We've got to um, do a little bit of music. In fact, I was thinking about us. I was thinking about you and the song that inspires me when I think of you. You want me to sing a little bit of it for you? You fill up my senses. Like a night in the forest, like, like the mountains in springtime, a walk in the rain, like a star in the sunset. 
Sleepy Blue Ocean. Sleepy Blue Ocean. You fill up my senses. Come fill me again. That's you. That's what I think of when I think of you, I think. Ooh, it's just so inspirational. It's like a walk in the forest. Mm, like a walk in the forest. Hey, eh? Like the mountains in springtime. The mountains have always been there. Not always, but long time. A long, lot long, longer than us. Yeah. You know, I got offered to, uh, on all expenses spare, uh, paid for, trip to summit Mount Everest. I'd come with you. I said no. Me and you? Our friend Lord Mark was really mad at me. He said, no do, you know, do you know how much those trips are? That's hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars you turned down. And I said, it's not worth my life, Mark. I would die. Yes, it is. Yeah. Do you think I should do it? And... No, we should do a TV show where we summit Mount Everest without any help from anyone. You honestly couldn't pay me enough money to try and climb Mount Everest because I am convinced that I would die. I'd take you with me. We're not taking any guides. We're not taking oxygen. We're not even taking a rope. No gear. We're taking a warm jacket and a hat each. Oh, you'll need a hat. And a two-man tent. Gloves? Between us. A glove each? Uh, however we want to do it. Two gloves between four hands. Right. And up we go. Yeah. I mean, just to get to base camp. Mm-hmm is extremely debilitating because I think base camp is something like 18,000 feet and you'll feel it in your lungs. I'll tell you what we'll do then. We'll take up um, a sledge so it's easy to get down. Who's carrying it? We'll take tons each. No, I'd rather you carry it. All right then. Okay, in that case, I'll do it. If anyone wants to pay for Billy and I to take a sledge up Mount Everest, uh, get in touch. No, honestly, I think I'd die. Yeah, it's not easy, Tom. We've seen some of those incredibly inspiring oh. moves. What was that? Was it 14 Summits? That incredible Sherpa man. Excuse me. Yeah. My phone. Oh. Could be your agent. Hang on. Let's see. It's Spielberg again. Hello? Stephen? Hello? Stephen? Your car's extended warranty. You should have received some about warranty. Since we have not it? gotten a response... We are giving you a final courtesy call before we close sweet. out your file. That's nice Press enough. one to speak with someone about Should I speak to someone? extending or reinstating your car's warranty. Again, press one to speak with a... Hi, this is Slate from the Warranty Division. Can you please verify here? Make in the model of your vehicle so we can pull up your file. Yeah, it's a uh, Ferrari. Aside from your Ferrari, sir, do you have any other vehicle? Um, Lamborghini Contage. Okay, so I just go ahead and update your phone. Gonna update your phone, what? She's still there. Hello? She's Doesn't gone. Want do Doesn't want to do it. She's gone. What a shame. She had the opportunity there to yeah. update the warranty on your Ferrari and your Lamborghini, and she's blown it. Oh, well. <clears throat> hey. What? We have had a message from Michael in Skelmersdale, Lancashire. Oh, Lancashire. That sounds like an area full of slate. Doesn't I love it? Lancashire. Skelmersdale. You can just imagine slate, a slate quarry surrounding Skelmersdale. Lovely. Lancashire. This is your list of funky songs. 
Please, can I suggest Major Force by The Verve. Now, mm. we love The Verve, don't we? I've never heard this. Bittersweet Symphony, History, one of the great songs by The Verve. And he says, a little blurb here, a little-known B-side exhibiting a sound you might not expect from The Verve, a great jam band beset by a fractious internal relationship. <gasps> it is perhaps more funky. Oh, it is perhaps more groovy than funky. We don't mind that. But I still love it, says Michael. Well, let's hear it. Let's have a listen. Here comes Olivia. I'll tell you what, Olivia's so much better than John. Oh! I want to hear Richard Ashcroft, because what a voice he's got. Here he comes, Dom. I'm not sure if he is. He's building, he's building. Yep. Oh, it's going to be a while before Richard comes in. Oh, drummer's on the right. That's all we get. Wow, oh. you could just hear Richard Ashcroft coming just in. Just coming there. in right at the end there. Great band, The Verb. Very much remind me of uh, Manchester in the 90s. They were oh. an incredible band, weren't they? Brilliant band. What a vibe as well, what a yeah. look. Effortlessly cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, weren't trying to be nah, something. Just they were. were just being and they were just so cool. Mm. And that track was good. Yeah, that was very good. Major Force by The Verb. Uh, mm. So we rate mm. our funky level. Based on Brahms, a low level of uh, funk, Johann Brahms, right the way up to Prince at his most purple. Very funky. Very funky, Tom. Um, let's have a think now. I'll tell you what I would give that. Go on. Because it had that bass going there. I'm giving that a, a red hot chili peppers vibe of around blood sugar sex magic. 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 What was the name of the guy that we went to see in New Zealand? A kind of reggae, elderly, slightly oh, elderly gentleman. Hold on. Not Bootsy Collins, but someone like that. What was his name? Oh, he produced Bob uh, Bob Marley. Bob Marley, yeah. What was his name? Oh, he just passed away. Mm-hmm. He went to the other side. Oh, what's his name? Oh. I don't know. He... He want... Oh, Amanda! Oh, tremendous knowledge! It was Lee Scratch Perry. Lee Scratch Perry. Fantastic. I'm going to give that a Lee Scratch Perry level I hear of you, uh, funk because he was a funk meister. He was a little worse for wear at that concert, wasn't he? Remember? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah that's was right. He's had a, he had a long trip. He had a long life. Hey, Mike, Michael, thanks for that. Thank you for that. That's a great track. And that's made me think on the long drive home, I'm going to listen to the verb. Oh, they're brilliant. Hey, we've run out of time. That's it. Great fun, Dom. Great fun. We'll see you all next week. You can get in touch with us at all the major channels that you know all about. It's been fantastic to be here with you, Billy. And I look forward to playing League of Legends with you where you give me tons and tons of compliments, even if you don't see anything. I'm going to give every all our listeners compliments. We appreciate every single one of you. Thank you very much. Don't forget to send your emails to thefriendshiponion at castmedia.com or your voicemails to speakpipe.com forward slash thefriendshiponion. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Toodles. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.